right, welcome back to Trans World. This is Johnny, and I am joined here with my guest, Daniel, my co-host, I mean. <laughs> I mean Wait, are we co- starting already? <laughs> I mean, we can. Oh. I think I think it's live now, so we're, we're, we're in there. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're back. I'm excited to be back. Me and Trent were talking about it before we got on. We're like, doesn't it seem like it's been forever since I've seen you? And yeah. that's because I haven't seen you since the last podcast. Yeah, it's only been like three weeks, but it feels like two months. That's the fucking well, because you yeah. miss me so much, and I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, Thank, thanks for no not texting me. Thank, happy Thanksgiving. That's cool. Uh, did I not text you Happy Thanksgiving? <laughs> I know. Well, I, I, didn't only... you, I didn't text you either. So, so, I, must... so I think the fault's on both of us. <laughs> I must have only texted the friends that I like. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we do have a guest here today. One of my really good friends from Modesto, who grew up with me back, all the way back in high school. Been friends for. Over a decade now, uh, I'd like to introduce my good friend, Caitlin. What's going on? Hello. Hey. Welcome, Welcome. to the podcast. What's up, guys? And thank you for joining us. I wanted to bring you on because I feel like you're a really cool person. You've been around in my life for a long time. I feel like you have an interesting story. You're kind of like this bright vibrance in the room. And yeah, I wanted oh. to bring you on and to our show. And you got clout, I heard. I've heard. Oh. <laughs> And, and FYI, got clout. So, uh, no, uh, false, negative. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you introduce yourself and then maybe talk about where you're from, what you do. What whatever you, you want to tell what, us whatever, about. Whatever you, you want to plug, really. Well, my name's Caitlin. I'm currently working as a registered nurse in Northern California. And um, that's all you need to know about me. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kind um, of, yeah, yeah. Well... That, I mean, that, that's that was that's this, like, is, this is going well. This is, this is, this is, this is a great start. <laughs> that's um, the gist of it, honestly. But, awesome. But I've met Johnny here, or we met such a long time ago, like in. I think it was high school. High school. Yeah, yeah, it was high school. Yeah. I was a different person back then. <laughs> so, so you knew Johnny Sharon in high school. Oh yes. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say you did. Yeah. I did yeah. know of him from afar, uh-huh. and then. I knew of him Wait, as a friend. What does that later. mean? Like you knew who I was from afar? Like oh, because Johnny Chan was like the most popular guy in town. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! What happened? <laughs> <laughs> who am I now, dude? Nobody. Oh man. So um, back where we're from in Modesto, the cultural variety of people out there don't really consist of Asians. So me being one of the Asians out there with not a lot of Asian friends, I saw on social media there was this family called the Trans who always threw a lot of parties with a lot of Asians that I did not know lived in Modesto. <laughs> <laughs> where did you find these Asians? Um, oh, where did I find yeah, these Asians? Yeah, yeah, where did you find well, these Asians? Church. Where do you think I found them? Church. Oh, that, that makes I sense. Was a part of, I was a part of uh, uh, a, a Catholic youth group, uh, a Filipino Catholic youth group for a while called YFC. Youth for Christ. Yes. Yeah. I was a part of that too. I didn't see you there. <laughs> I think I brought you on, dude. You, no. Yeah. Veronica I caught Peropolis. No, I was there that year with you. I was there with you. Yeah, dude, but oh you my. didn't. Oh. <laughs> Train went to Youth for Christ yeah, was, just to yes. find people to yes, bring to his I was, parties. I was there with Veronica too. I remember her. I remember the whole team. Yeah, but I knew Veronica my entire life. Well, I knew her like a good portion of my life because I met her in uh, junior high because she was because she went to junior high with me. Okay. Anyways, we don't want to. Besides the point. <laughs> Wait. Besides the point. Yeah. Uh, that's where I met a lot of people uh, from church. I first went to the Vietnamese church, so I've met a lot of Vietnamese people there, and then I and then I was started going to the Filipino church, and then met a lot of uh, pe- people there, and that one was more enjoyable because I actually understood the mass that was going on. Like I straight up sat in Vietnamese mass, and they'll speak Vietnamese for like an hour and a half, and I'll just be staring because I don't know what they're saying. So, so, so you'd meet people at youth group and then corrupt them and bring them to your house parties? No, I just meet people everywhere and corrupt them. <laughs> okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> Anyone that makes who sense. meets me corrupted, for that sure. That makes sense. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, so did you ever go to one of these, these, these tran parties? Oh, yeah, that was... I definitely <laughs> went to a couple. Describe Actually, it, possibly just two. <laughs> describe the scene for me as you enter oh, in to one of these tran parties. Because I've only heard of them. I've, I was never invited to one. I never got a tran shirt. I never... We used to sell shirts, by the way, yes. We used to sell shirts, and I've been asking for one for many years, and mm-hmm. I have not received one yet. But it, it, that's They're besides the point. Yeah. You know, 
you're going to the train party. How old are you? <laughs> you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. We were all 21 at the time. <laughs> we were all 21 in high school. Uh-huh. Uh. And w- w- what, is, what is going on at this party? <laughs> well. Oh, you want me to describe or you want her to describe? Oh, no, I, I don't want you to describe. I want her to describe it. Okay. Well, let's backtrack just a little bit before we get to my very first tran party. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, what are tran parties, you ask? It's like, all I would see at school and several other schools with track meets and like football, whatever, like people would wear these shirts every once in a while that's, that asks, I party, or that says, I partied with the trans. And I would, I would wonder, like, what is this? group of people that they all have the same shirt and then this cult basically this cult basically and i asked somebody i don't know who but they said oh yeah every time there's a tran party they all go to this this one high school down the street like all the all the siblings because there's a bunch of you yeah, all the siblings is. would wear their shirt that says have you partied with the trans to basically tell everybody that they were having a party that night and I was like, I want in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We used to like, well, because uh, you know, like phones were a lot different back then. So you had to send out like those mass text messages and yeah. shit, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a sidekick, which is pretty fucking cool back in the day. Oh yeah. And I was text- sending out like hundreds of messages, like, <laughs> dude, I was typing like legit sixty words a minute with just two thumbs. I swear to God. <laughs> anyway. And so you're sending out these text messages to. All of these people that you know and that have been indoctrinated out, into this cult. I send it. I send it out on Monday, and people start hitting me up all week, like, "Hey, can I come to the party? Can I come to the party?" <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah." How many yeah. fucking people are at these parties, dude? Man, we, a lot. Dude, it was like a six-bedroom house, bro. It was like a fucking frat party. It was actually nicer than a frat party. It was definitely nicer than a frat party. Yeah, we used to it's get cleaner. Yeah, Hennessy <laughs> and. Uh, no, Hennessy, Corona, no, no, we had Corona and Heineken's for beer, so we didn't, we weren't drinking, like, the cheap shit at all, because that's what Vietnamese people were partying with back, uh, or at least my family was, and then we would, our friends would be like, oh, I, I work at, you know, like, Papa Murphy, so all I was able to bring was, like, six uncooked pepperoni pizzas. <laughs> so, that I stole. Yeah, and then we would, and then I had, like, bartending books, so we used to, used to like, make, like, crazy drinks, like, flaming Dr. Peppers, in high school, bro, we were making, like, drop shots. With, like, incredible, like, crazy shit. We were just making, like, crazy funny drinks. And your whole family ha- is partaking in this... No, my parents would uh, turn off their cell phone and then and, and, and then go gamble for, like, the evening. <laughs> for, like, the whole night. And was this an understood agreement between your parents and your siblings that they would leave the house? And my siblings were there. This? this was a sibling party. I, I know, but your parents would uh, understand that, yeah. you know... My kids are going to be having this razor at my house. That's my what home. I always wondered. Yeah, we're Please just like, tell. Oh, Please tell. Oh, okay, I, okay. I'm interested too because that, that shit will not fly at my house. Yeah, we just, um, we, I would just, I had some friends that were older, right? 22, 23. And I would be like, hey, let, you know, let me get some money together. I was working at a time and we didn't know how to spend money. So we we're like, yo, let's spend like $300 on alcohol. But how much alcohol? And then we would just let my parents know, like, hey, we're going to have some friends over. And then my parents would be like, how many? And we're like, it's like, you know, like a couple dozen. <laughs> Come on. And then we would legit have a full fucking house party, like exactly like in the movies. I'm not gonna lie, dude, we had a weird one back in the day where we where it was like um like a like it was like a half naked lingerie pajama party. And I'm pretty sure that was the first one I yeah. ever went to. It was called Just Been Fucked Party. And we were like all super young and and straight up there was like people walking around and like and like button ups and just their underwear. Yeah. All right. So yeah. that's a fantastic segue. Okay. So n- now you enter the scene, <laughs> and your first your your first indoctrination into trans cult worlds of cult world trans parties <laughs> is I've just been fucked, <laughs> and and you're Can't and you're probably a sixteen year old person oh walking into said party. I have cool. a lot of questions now. <clears throat> okay. I have a lot of questions. I need these questions answered. You know oh. what is so crazy is. Everyone was so into it. There was not one person that was like, nah, not yeah. my style. Like, everyone showed up dressed. Yeah, we were trying to party. We were trying to hang out and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, they were dressed like the theme. They were ready to party. For whatever reason, the cops would sometimes show up, they, but not yeah, really. Yeah, and then I remember our last party, we had a very bad run-in with the cops. So, I stopped, so we stopped having parties because we had, like, a really bad one where... Um, I'm gonna bleep this name out, but I'm gonna say it 
but 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 I'll say it for you because because you might know him, right? His his name is. You do know who that is? Maybe. Yeah. He sounds like a little Asian fuckboy. <laughs> yeah. So he, so this fool comes in and and he, and he went to the same high school as as Kate, and straight up, he came in with a crew of like. 14 dudes that I've Sounds never met, like an right? Asian fuck No boy. alcohol, no girls. And I was like, put, and, yeah, and we used to have like these people who would just like post up in the front and like call down the door, right? And so we would like not let people in and we were just like, yo, I don't know you guys. You guys aren't being nice and you guys aren't being cool. And you guys Get don't out. have alcohol. So we're like, nah, leave. So they go to all my neighbor's houses and they knock on their doors and they're like, hey, this party over there, they have a lot of guns at that party. And then they went to like seven of my neighbors. So seven of my neighbors called the cops. And then so a fucking trove, like legit, when I counted, 19 cop cars showed up to my fucking house because they had so many reports of guns being at a house, right? And so the SWAT team pulled up in front of my house. And then, but that was when they got the call that this was just like a high school party, and that there was no guns in the house. They like kicked down my parents' door and broke the door and shit. And like, and like fucked up and like, uh, because my parents' door was locked in their room. And they like couldn't find guns and shit, but they like threw like threw shit around or whatever. And that was like hella intense because we kicked hella people out, but people still like we still got in hella trouble and shit. And that was the first time I ever had a gun pointed at my face. It was kind of wild. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. It was you wild. were not this party. Oh no. Yeah, okay. No, good, no. good choice. <laughs> no. Good choice. But Caitlin did have her own party once upon a time, and I would love to bring this up, and I would love to hear it from her point of view. <laughs> <laughs> this is all happening in Modesto, California. Yeah, Modesto, California, because I don't want to be just about my parties, but Caitlin did have her own parties. Oh, no. Tell me, tell me about it, Caitlin. Tell me what happened. What oh, year gosh. were you in, in high school during this time? <laughs> um, probably. A junior. You're probably a junior, because that was a senior. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, like sophomore or junior. Maybe okay. junior. Pretty probably. Sure junior. Um, well... I grew up in a very strict Asian household. Let's just put that out there first. <laughs> and um, I wanted to throw a party. I wanted to have fun. And usually, at least from what I've seen, is when kids are very sheltered and prevented from doing much from your, with their parents, they tend to be craving like some... So outlet. It's an outlet. Re rebellious something. nature. Yeah, like, rebellious yeah. nature yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I wanted to throw a party one day. However... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm dying thinking about this. So my parents uh, would go to, they work at night. So when they would leave at night, they would turn on the alarm so that the the doors, anytime that it would open, it would alarm. Or like mm. it would send off that. So going in or out, you would just like, your alarm would get raised. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it won't get turned off until... Unless you know the code, and yeah. of course I didn't know the code. I was yeah. what, 16, 17. Mm -hmm. So um, I told everyone, hey, come into the party, but you have to climb through the window. <laughs> Great start. Huh, Daniel? Great start. Sounds like a party I want to go to. <laughs> Guess who brought all the alcohol, Daniel? <laughs> Mr. Trans. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I definitely corrupted Kate back in the day. She was like, can you get alcohol? I was like, yeah, I can get alcohol. <laughs> Of course I could get alcohol. Okay, yeah, we'll man. get into how you got alcohol after this, but I want to I want to hear this story. You so, said the same thing I told how the cops. Many... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it showed up here. I don't know. It just showed up, man. Oh man. Uh, so people are climbing in through your living room window in order to get to this party. Yes. Okay. Essentially, yes. And, uh, so how many people on. showed up? A couple dozen, like two dozen. I don't. Yeah, probably. I don't know. There's a lot of people. <clears throat> Anyways. The neighbors eventually uh, catch wind and they're like, some people are burglarizing this house over here. We should call the cops. <laughs> they do. They show up at Caitlin's door and... and <laughs> the alarm's going off, I'd imagine. No, 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 but you know <laughs> they had to open the door, right? Hey, but you know that thing, that thing where like, uh, like, we're like, oh shit, it's the cops. And you're like all teenagers and just like alcohol. So you're like, turn off all lights and shit. You're like, they won't know we're here. Hide in the closet. Shh. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. So we're all sitting, and we're all like freaking out. There's, there's like a like a ton of people just like like buzzing around. We're all scared teenagers, like running around the house, like fucking rats and shit, like trying to trying to hide. Uh, and then uh, all the lights were off, and the cops were just like, "Get out of here! Get out of here!" Like like hella aggressive. And uh, <laughs> I remember, open the fucking door, you open the fucking door. And so we finally go out. They find out the whole bunch of kids just like sitting here drinking. 
And he made me pour out every single can and every single bottle on, on her lawn, <laughs> like specifically. It was like this massive dead patch, or like dead dead grass on your front lawn. <laughs> your parents oh, are gonna no. be like, "What the fuck is happening?" Oh, but oh, this no. was oh, but this was after they found out that I was <laughs> that I was the one that's supplying the alcohol. And I'm so, pretty sure my parents came, right? I don't remember actually. Your parents didn't come. I've definitely. I don't think your parents came. Came certain right, parts. Right I feel like they did. I, I don't think they got there for a minute. Like, like they oh. might have taken a, a little bit of time to get there. But I knew my sister picked me up, and she was shaking her head. She was like, fucking Johnny. <laughs> she was like, she didn't even say that. I did not get reprimanded at all. I, just, I literally just got in my car. I was like, Thank, thanks for picking me up. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Closed the door and went to sleep. Oh, man. But this was, like, I think that this was, like, the first time. Was this, like, the first time you did anything, like, kind of bad? And you kind of had, like... Like or got caught with doing something like bad, where like the police showed up and like it was kind of oh like, yeah, I mean idea. that was probably my only yeah. stint. <laughs> with the That's good. Okay, okay. So the funniest thing about it was the, the funniest thing I got, and I gotta say it because because I should have known better. But so I'm standing there and and they're interviewing Kate because because they know that it's her house and they're like, where'd you get the alcohol? Where'd you get the alcohol? And she was so like flustered. She couldn't think of a, of a lie or an answer. She looked straight at me, <laughs> fucking pointed, <laughs> fucking index finger right in my fucking face, and was like, "She's a rat." <laughs> she was like, "She's a rat." That guy right there, Johnny Tran, he bought all the alcohol. He's the he one convinced me, forced me to have this party, officer. <laughs> oh my god! And he walked over to me and he was like, um, uh, "Yeah, dude." And I didn't get paid. She was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll get people to pay you, pay you money for the alcohol." Nah, dude, I pay for the alcohol. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, I don't remember this. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah you owe me two hundred dollars. Yeah, we actually brought you on the podcast specifically for Johnny Tran to recoup his funds oh, from man. when he was seventeen years old. Well, you know what? With interest, so Some... that's like two thousand dollars now. <laughs> yeah, compounding daily interest. <laughs> We've somehow remained friends throughout yeah. all the years. <laughs> yeah, and it was funny because, uh, like, you know, like two dozen kids were outside of the front, like, front yard, and then uh, there was two kids that went into the garage and hid under the cars and stayed there the whole time and didn't like hold a breath. It was like movie shit, and like eventually, like the cops left and he was there for like two hours, like, like laying under the car. It was Eric. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. No, yeah. I know a few people. Yeah. yeah. I know some people hid in closets and stayed there forever, but I know some people that yeah. were in the closets that got caught. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. But under the car, I mean, shit, I guess they didn't look, so. Modesto, California, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. High you know school that, was a wild time, apparently. Yeah. You know that guy that called the cops on me? He subsequently uh, egged my house and uh, toilet paper, or, or antiqued my house afterwards. Oh, uh -huh. I got my house egged, too. Yeah. And toilet paper. Yeah. It's yeah. probably that fuckboy Oh, stop saying his name. <laughs> Say his name. I'm gonna bleep it out every time. I don't even know who this person is. Just you know, anybody that rolls around house. I knew it. I knew that he did it like the day after. I was so cool, Modesto. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I picked up the phone. Next day, I was like, I started calling everybody. I was like, who did it? Who did it? Who did it? And then this one guy, he was like, oh, I don't know, man. I was like, I was like, I know you know. <laughs> I fucking, I, yeah. I started drilling him for like ten minutes. He's like, all right, dude. I heard, <laughs> I heard this guy and his friends went out last night, and I heard they got a whole bunch of toilet paper. <laughs> Why does he have that accent? <laughs> he was a white guy. He was a white guy. He was a nice Smodesto. white guy. He was a nice white man. You know what? I now that I think about it, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Was he was older, right? Uh, I don't know if he. Well, I well, think he was my me. age. Yeah, I think he was my age, but um, I'm pretty sure he does meth, and I'm pretty sure he drove up to his girlfriend's house with an AK one time. Uh, like after, like while we were in college and shit. So oh. I don't think he's doing too hot. I don't Modesto, think he's California, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think he's going to be listening to this podcast anytime soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he need internet access yeah. for that. They don't have that in jail. Right? Yeah, <laughs> nah, bro. But that fool was definitely doing some wild shit back then. But anyways, that's fucking funny. Well, that's well, Modesto. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, uh let, let's take our first commercial break. Okay, let's let's do that. We'll be right back with you. Cheers. I just need to refill my glass. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> grab the wine, dude. Come on. Come That's on. what I wanted. We have a we have we have live live studio recording today. Yeah, live studio recording, so you with, can hear. Yeah, with with sound, which is yes. which is fantastic. Yeah, all that sound. Yeah. Oh, oh I wanted you you to hear the piano, but you know. No, nah, I'll, I'll hear it when I listen to the podcast. <laughs> well, that was a good start. A nice well, that was a good start. I uh, I really enjoyed that conversation. I definitely do not get to get nostalgic like that on the podcast, so I'm pretty happy to have a hometown friend here with me to 
reminisce about it. But. Yeah, I mean, anybody that can come on and dig up some dirt on, on <laughs> dig on up it. some dirt. Well, I feel like that must be wild for you to hear, like the high schoolers getting into that kind of stuff. I think the most surprising thing for me, like n- not necessarily like high school's partying, it was the the come to trans house and dress like you just got fucked. I think that is hilarious. Well, well okay, so you've heard of the themes. You know, I, I, you know what? I don't want to get into this. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna pose a, a, a really specific question, but I was like, you know, what? I don't want to get into this. <laughs> let's, 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 let's move on from the high school parties. No more high school parties for us. We're drinking wine now. No more drop shots. No more sake bombs. Flaming Dr. Peppers. Those How were much good. older. Yeah, much older. Wiser, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Sometimes. Maybe. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Let's actually dig into your YouTube. Yeah. So, so I, I haven't had a chance to watch. The videos. It's what fine. a great okay. co-host. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's only meant for like nurses nursing. or like nursing students, mm-hmm. so I don't, I'm not offended. That yeah, you yeah, watch yeah. It. Can yeah. you walk? What is the YouTube channel like? What do you talk about? Um, well, my YouTube channel is Katie Pie RN. You can spell it either way. I'm sure you'll find me. <laughs> She's that popular, ladies no, and gentlemen. Yeah. She's that awesome. We, we mentioned clout before this <laughs> before this started, and that's uh, that's what the clouds are related to. Yep. No, I just, I don't like to really promote it because I realize that's just not really my thing, but I still like to post on it every once in a while, so. And surprisingly, it's mm-hmm. still doing okay. It does well. I've watched your videos, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. <laughs> but it has like 27,000 yeah. subscribers. The reason I watch your videos is because when you started, you were over and you were like, hey, subscribe to my YouTube channel. And yeah. then you did it for me. And then now, every once in a while, it'll pop up on my feed. <laughs> so you'll pop up on my feed. I'll be like, I'll watch this video for Kate. Oh, thank <laughs> I'll you. I'll give her an extra thank view. so much. So what do you talk about? Uh, well, I talk about nursing things. Basically, how it started is... Um, I took my nursing board exam about two, two and a half years ago, three years ago, and I failed. And I was super depressed about it, and I didn't know what to do, so I looked up on YouTube, failed NCLEX, which is the name of the licensing board, and there are a bunch of videos of people filming how they also failed, and it made me feel a sense of peace because I didn't really know anybody else. That failed that That failed, yeah, and it gave me hope, like, okay, so there are people out there that failed and they're gonna retake it and they, they're gonna do great. So I filmed my own version of me failing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then I filmed um, me passing eventually, a few months later. I filmed myself like through all my stages of just being super depressed and this is it, like I'm never gonna be a nurse, mm-hmm. I worked so hard for this. And then I filmed the day that I took retook the test and I have my live reaction of me figuring out that I passed and I like bawled like a baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. But that's like what kind of put me on the map, I think, for the nursing community yeah. on YouTube. Gotcha. Do, do a lot of nurses like respond positively to it? Because they're like talking about things that like relate to them. Surprisingly, yes. Okay. Um the nursing community, my my sister's also an RN. Yeah. And it's like a tight knit, really proud like community based on what I've seen. Like there's like bumper stickers that say like something about like RNs or nurses or whatever. You're right, I don't know. It's just, I feel like you go through so much crap in nursing school, it's kind of, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're good. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, (laughs) yeah. Mic check? Yeah, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. (laughs) Say something, Daniel? Are we back? Yeah, we're back. Okay, yeah, we're, we're back, back. Yeah. again. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, everybody. That was just some a little hiccup. Some sound, yeah. some sound shit. But yeah. I think back. You can just maybe start over what you were saying. Yeah. Or should I pose my question again? You pose the question again. So I think you know, based on what I've seen, my sister is also an RN. Um, it seems like a pretty proud and close knit community, right? There's like bumper stickers that say like you know, ask something about nursing or like. Yeah. Like, well, whatever it is, for whatever reason, they're, like, very proud about what they do, right? I know. I think it's just because you go through so much crap in nursing school that it's it's hard it's hard to get into nursing, first and foremost. Like, nursing is probably one of the hardest majors to even declare as your, as your major in college. Yeah, and the most programs are so impacted that it's, it's like, cutthroat or lottery, which it's is even worse. It's so impacted. Yeah. I'm, I don't even know how I became yeah. a nurse, to yeah. be honest. When I went to school uh, at SF State, they even sent out an email when I was a freshman to all the undeclared 
pre-nursing majors basically saying that you don't have a chance because less than 8% of the applicants get accepted. Yeah, they were like, less of you should <laughs> should apply because you probably won't get in. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's such a Interesting. shit way to look at it. But mm -hmm. but yeah, here I am with my mediocre grades and I made it to be a nurse. <laughs> so. Yeah, so if you do want to be a nurse, definitely go check out Caitlin's page. I yeah, I honestly thought, thought it was really cool because I've, I've seen some of those videos where like I feel like you're like really in the moment where you're looking at this test and it's like a real like raw and emotional time where you're dealing with something that you've or the results of something that you've been working with for you know a couple of years or mm -hmm. studying for you know months and weeks um so yeah i really like do like your channel and i i honestly do think it has like a lot of value in terms of like how interesting it is as well you know what oh, i mean thanks. yeah and how much like um uh, interest it brings into the actual like medical community and stuff and you know making it more well-rounded. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think you it's know, really cool. what a good friend. Yeah, no. Where do you live now? Um, I. Where do you live? Where do I live? I don't know. She doesn't even know. She's always traveling. She lives in her suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> live in my car. No, I, I, I still work in uh, Modesto. Okay. My hometown, but I'm just never really there. I'm only there when I work, basically. Mm. Gotcha. So. Mm. I mean, <laughs> what? What's up? I think everyone that we brought on has like either grown up in NorCal and moved away. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have, right? Mm -hmm. Have you like thought about moving, or oh. do you like do you like like being where you have your roots? No, absolutely not. Oh my god, you're the trash of Modesto now. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just there essentially because my contract is three years, and uh -huh. that finishes in July. But the overall area is not the greatest. Um, there's not a lot of culture. Mm -hmm. The drug abuse is Rampant. high. Yeah. And do you see that more because because you're a nurse? I think so. Like, and you probably see it like more like like eye like eyes on. Like I would say, ninety percent of my patients are drug users. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <clears throat> so that's, I gotta deal with a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's probably some of the, like, what's some of like the craziest or like, is there any story that you can tell us without like breaking any, any, any rules? Oh, like, yes. You know, like any, anything specific you want to like kind of share? Sure. Yeah. So yeah. this happened to me recently and I've been working for, as a nurse for about three years now. And this has never happened to me where I've had a code blue. Do you guys know? What does that mean? <laughs> Do you watch medical TV shows or they're like, I've watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy, but. I that mean, was a while ago. <laughs> you watched Grey's Anatomy. I wouldn't. Yeah, if I heard Code Blue in a hospital setting, um, specifically on TV, I would not take it for a specific fact. So, so yeah. red okay. seems so worse. Like, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Exactly. So that yeah. I think typically refers to a fire. Yeah. <laughs> in the hospital somewhere, there's a code it's for a code all blue. the colors. Oh, yeah. So Code Blue basically means a cardiac arrest or mm -hmm. a patient has lost their pulse, so you have to start CPR. Yes, that. Yeah. yeah. But before a code blue, there's a thing called rapid response, where if you see a patient that's kind of going south, but you know you want to save that from becoming a code blue, you call a rapid, mm -hmm. a rapid response. So that will over, overhead on the intercom, mm -hmm. like rapid response to this room, mm -hmm. room three nine four. But yeah, I had a patient recently who wasn't even my patient. I was looking after mm -hmm. this uh, nurses group because they went on break, and this patient just called out saying that they couldn't breathe so I went in there and it honestly to me looked like he was having a giant anxiety attack mm -hmm. and within minutes seconds honestly 30 seconds he just kind of stopped breathing and just went like oh and fell sideways on the bed and at this point I'm alone and I had a phone on me and I called I was like call a code blue <laughs> to this room <clears throat> and I had to start CPR and that was like the craziest thing that's happened to me so far because mm -hmm. I've never ever it's like immediately where like it just happened like on the drop of a dime someone yes he literally it's like he died in my arms pretty much and mm -hmm. then I had to start CPR and that is a wild process in itself because you actually crack their ribs when mm -hmm. you do it mm -hmm. because you're pressing so hard yeah yeah so that was like you're putting effort into this. this yeah yeah you hear the crunching and you're like oh okay yeah yeah graphic, <clears throat> but yeah yeah interesting and then the code team came and then i got to mm -hmm. stand 
to the side. To the side. Let them do their thing. Are, are we allowed to know that, like if the person lived or died or? He died. Oh, mm. yeah. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. That's but tough. I think it's because the not the proper tests were made for this guy. He just got admitted like mm-hmm. less than a day prior. Mm-hmm. And I think they missed something. Like mm-hmm. I think down in the ER or something, someone missed something and mm-hmm. he had something done to him. So. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Growing up in Modesto, um, I grew up in Sacramento, so not not too far away. I feel like I think, kind but of the same. They're, sim- they're similar, maybe, in, in, in some ways. I mean, mm-hmm. connecting to, like, your ethnicity, is that difficult to do in such, like, a like a white area? Like, you mentioned that before, right? Yeah. Describing, like, your high school. That mm-hmm. There's not a lot of Asian people there. And, like, Tran. Yeah, it uh, the Asian communities there are really like spread out and sparse so like even if there is like a filipino community very 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 small mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. a chinese one very small uh you know vietnamese one very small and you all know each other <clears throat> exactly so much. so when you were like going up in high school you didn't have like other vietnamese people around you you mm-hmm. had like other asians maybe but like not particularly the same as you and then eventually you would start meeting more people and kind of like there is a sense of community there um and I think it's easier now than it was when we were growing up. I definitely think that because mm-hmm. there's more Asian stores. There's a little bit more uh, types of culture mm-hmm. there that, and like it's more visible. And um, recently, one of the the main anchors of Modesto, which is like an Asian grocery store, burnt down. Yeah, and like I so knew, and it's like I know the owners. I know the family. My 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 parents and their owners go fishing and shit. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, like our families are pretty close. They're Vietnamese, but they speak like six Asian languages, right? <clears throat> and they finally opened up a new supermarket in like the middle of Modesto. And it's, it's gonna, open already? Uh, it's gonna be open in January, February, I think. Oh, so, so I've read. And so like, but, but, but now it's in a huge, huge parking lot, you know, like, so I think that'll help bring out a little bit the more visibility, of the visibility, yeah, sure. yeah, visibility in Asian culture. Cause it was like a small, small, like little- Mom and pop shop. Yeah, mom and pop shop mm-hmm. in, in the corner in like the middle of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. This one's like on a main street. Middle of Modesto, they'll know, and yeah. so, like it's huge now. So I'm pretty excited for that spot to open, and mm-hmm. I know most most Asian people in the area, regardless of their actual ethnicity, they like are into it because that's the only place that we can really get a lot of of the groceries that we really need. Yeah, <clears throat> I posed that question because I know that like drawing on my own experience, like growing up in Sacramento and going to like, I think I was the only Asian kid in like my class. Mm-hmm. Really, and so. I didn't connect at all to like I'm half white half Asian like my Asian side until like I moved to to Riverside Mm -hmm. did you consider yourself more white like when you I don't know it it totally depends on who you're hanging out with right if Mm -hmm. I hang out with predominantly white people I feel Asian when I hang around all Asian people I feel a little more white right and that's the 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 blessing and curse of Mm -hmm. being half is you always feel like you're you're half maybe in, half you're, you're half in half out like yeah. literally yeah. right but i don't know what i would be if i'd stayed in sac yeah. oh right? my gosh i think about that all the time yeah and so like that's why i was asking you because i'm like it, i don't know who i would be now if i didn't move out mm-hmm. but like staying in that area like it seems like it'd be so hard to like you know feel maybe connected but maybe that's just my experience yeah. Yeah. Well, when I was in high school, I considered myself super whitewashed. Like, I was proud of it, too. I was like, I'm yeah. a whitewashed Asian girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even the group of Asians that I did hang out with in high school, they would all refer to us as the Asians. Like, they'd be like, hey, Asian. Oh, they're with the yeah. Asians. Where's Caitlin with the Asians? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's pretty bad. <clears throat> I didn't really connect with my Asian side till college as well mm-hmm. when I went to San Francisco where there's just Asians everywhere, everywhere. uh-huh yeah and helped me be more proud about being Asian American uh-huh. versus when I lived in Modesto it's like it's hard to be proud of something when you're in the min- minority mm-hmm. super in the minority yeah, <laughs> at yeah. That. In, the, in the ultra minority mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that. yeah I feel like mine mine was opposite though because I feel like I was I hung out with a lot more Asians in high school and like in my early years in Modesto, meeting meeting all the Asians in Modesto. And then when I went to college was when I got American. Like I turned I turned way more American. Yeah, in I think so too. I, I like I like did the fraternity thing, went you know You flipped went went to Ohio. I tried to yeah, yeah, I checked out Asian fraternities. I checked out Asian clubs like uh, BSA and like mm-hmm. other ones and I and like I tried to get involved. 
but it just wasn't really for me you know like mm-hmm. I just didn't enjoy or have a, a good time or connected with anyone that like I felt like I wanted to connect with because I'd been around Asian people my whole life so I was like I need to go to college and get like the American experience and then that I think that that's helped me <clears throat> develop further rather than just going with being comfortable with other Asian people, so. Yeah, it's weird that like culture develops independently in certain areas, right? <clears throat> and yeah. so like when you get indoctrinated into, you know, San Francisco culture, right? Mm-hmm. Or like Los Angeles culture, when you bring that back home, mm-hmm. it's always like you have that feeling of like, you guys just don't get it, mm-hmm. right? Do, do, just, don't you guys sometimes understand that? Like, yeah. like you kind of get where that's coming from and you're like, you I guys do. just don't understand Well, I it. think the biggest thing that I, how I feel like that when I go back home is that my friends that stayed in Modesto have no idea what food is out there. <laughs> like, because in Modesto, yeah, there's, yeah. like, no food. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if I, I mentioned, understand. like, oh, let's go get Hot Pot, people would have no idea what that is. Mm-hmm. Or Korean barbecue. But now there's the very first Korean mm-hmm. barbecue mm-hmm. joint in Modesto. Shout out to Chang family. I shout know, out, shout, shout out. out. <laughs> shout out to Chang family for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is, that is interesting though. The food, the food is a big thing. Yeah, I didn't even have sushi till I was like eighteen, I think. Mm-hmm. And oh, I had Korean classmates in high school growing up, but it didn't, it didn't occur to me that Korean people had their that was an entire culture in itself. Yeah. Like I didn't understand that there was actually Korean food out there until yeah. I went to college. And then That's you go how to the sheltered Bay Area. it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you go to the Bay Area, and it's literally like super far. And there's actually a place in Sacramento that's like the supposed supposed to be the best Korean barbecue, and I won't name it, but like the best Korean barbecue in like the area, said Central Valley or whatever. Mm. And like it's two stories, fucking huge, like massive. And I tried it, I was like garbage. <laughs> I was straight up like garbage. And I was like, but that's because I've been spoiled living in LA, and you get like this crazy, insane quality of meat and like service and real specific types of Korean food. Yeah, I mean, they say Korean barbecue in Los Angeles is better than Korean barbecue in Korea. Yeah. Right, because the meat quality is higher. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's interesting also is like there's, you know, you mentioned like Korean culture. There's like Korean American culture and there's like Korean yes. culture. There's Korean, like Chinese Korean. American culture and there's like Chinese culture, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And like that is difficult for those people to understand in those areas that's like predominantly white. Mm-hmm. That is like, I, you know, we identify, this is something me and Sharon talk about a, lo- a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, we're like Americans first and foremost, right? Mm-hmm. And the the secondary like ethnicity is just something that we identify as, mm-hmm. as well. But it's like in addition to. Yeah. It's not like trans-Vietnamese. He's, you know, he's, he's Vietnamese-American and it like identifies as that like from his like cultural standpoint too. Mm-hmm. And like thing you connect to and things that you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I definitely agree that we all have, like, the more American perspective. And I think that bringing it back now as, like, a millennial and person who's, like, going through their 20s, late 20s now, and, and like, kind of developing themselves, developing myself as more of a, like, uh, well-rounded person, I can definitely see, like, my American side showing off a lot more than, than my Vietnamese side. And I get scolded at Vietnamese restaurants all the time. <laughs> like oh, because your Vietnamese is trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah my Vietnamese is garbage. My oh. Vietnamese garbage. Yeah, we went to Vietnam together, and then I remember, like, everywhere that we'd go, like, in, like, a big city, they'd be like, be where like the fuck did you dig up that accent? It's terrible. It's not even an American accent. It's, like, my parents are from the countryside, so it's a country, a country ass, which is uh, a country ass accent, which is already bad, and then on top of that, there's an American accent. So it's an American country accent. So how did this American kid learn fucking this country, country ass, boony ass Vietnamese accent? Sounded hella fucking ridiculous. And yeah, yeah, some, yeah. It was like a fifty-fifty chance if I was if if they were gonna understand what I was saying. <laughs> but uh, I guess that's kind of a part of it now. But now, as an adult, it's better to go back to my uh, sisters who are like better translators and like ask my parents real questions and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Now that we're like able to kind of ask them directly and they'll give us a direct answer and have someone directly translate it. Or else sometimes I won't be able to understand what my parents are saying. Like mm. having like a deeper conversation is like not as easy because they don't speak English um, at pretty much at all, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, very, very, very limited. So knowing my language isn't really enough it's more of like understanding language deeper mm-hmm. yeah 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 back to you your your three-year contracts up in july right yes where would be your ideal place to get transferred to oh man probably down here 
Yeah. Dude, I feel like you just like want Los, people to move down. Los Angeles, baby. Every, everyone we brought on were just like, yeah, yeah, move to LA, move to LA. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's, I don't, we, we probably say that because we did it. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we, we know what it goes into doing it. And mm-hmm. I think we we're both pretty happy with it. But she's here probably like eight days out of the month. Probably. Yeah, or more. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like I'm just so spoiled with everything around Your here. Your travel. Yeah. It just, it sucks to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> it does. But yeah, that's the cool. food's really good here too. Mm-hmm. It is great. The food is great. The location's good. The weather's good. Like, why not? Why wouldn't you want to come here? I know. It's still like a partially cloudy day, kind of nice and sunny a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. Uh, we'll cut back. Uh, do you want to play us out a little, a little schnaz? Okay. This is live. <laughs> We'll be right back with you. <laughs> uh, and we are back. And again, if you're just joining us, we do have Caitlin here today. And my question for Caitlin is um, kind of growing up, your parents were both nurses, right? My mom's a nurse and my dad's a respiratory therapist. Okay, so. Which is basically a nurse for lungs yeah. only. <laughs> <laughs> So, specific, so I guess, like, growing up, did you have, like, did you feel more pressure to become a nurse because your parents are in the health field? They're probably, well, one, you already told me they're strict, so I'm going to guess they put you in piano lessons. They put you in, like, the whole range of, like, tutoring and all that other stuff. Did, did, did you feel pressure to become, like, a nurse? Yeah, definitely. It yeah. was your pretty typical strict Asian household where they just expected a lot of excellence. Mm-hmm. From everything so yeah um, I basically was told my entire life that I need to become a nurse or a doctor mm-hmm. but a nurse is okay <laughs> so I went for that but it wasn't my first initial decision I think I was pretty rebellious mm-hmm. um, straight out of high school mm-hmm. I wanted to be more creative well what were you thinking of becoming when when you were uh, like right out of high school I think I wanted to be a video editor like oh, okay. I wanted to be a movie editor a film mm-hmm. graphic mm-hmm designer of some mm-hmm. sort and that was a no-go <laughs> well i feel like you're still doing that and i feel like that could be like a long-term goal probably yeah i feel like i'm kind of moving that direction now mm-hmm. with youtube mm-hmm. but definitely wasn't really enforced to go into mm-hmm. a creative college <laughs> do you think your parents would have been like lightweight disappointed if you like were like i'm gonna be a video editor do you think they would have like I mean, I'm sure they would have been supportive over time, but, like, do you think they would have, like, you know, scolded you a, a lot? <laughs> or did they? Or did they scold you? Before, I feel like they them? wouldn't understand. Yeah. They don't, you know, they're they're immigrants, so mm-hmm. they came here with nothing, and then they made... Nursing their, money, and they're yeah. just like, yeah, like... They made know. their living throughout through time, because they weren't... They didn't work in the hospital when I was little. Mm-hmm. I think my mom became a nurse when I was around six or seven Mm -hmm. and then that's when things really started to take off for my family I think Mm -hmm. in that sense (laughs) but yeah yeah they just saw nursing as a practical job to go for Mm -hmm. that's like that's like a Filipino like a common trend too isn't it yeah but you know what I asked my mom the other day I was like when you became a nurse back back 20 years ago was that a thing like was being Filipino and a nurse, a stereotype at the during that time, and she said no, mm-hmm. that wasn't a thing. But mm-hmm. now, throughout time, within the past twenty years, somehow that became such a big stereotype. It wasn't a trend at the time, but she was part of the initial wave. Yeah, yeah right. So. Like the, the initial wave, like like first gen, uh-huh. first gen Filipino people moving here 20, 25, 30 years ago. Yeah, that seemed like a common a common thing to go into. Yeah, they would get here with nothing and then be like, I'm gonna become a nurse, and like, make some money. Is that like yeah. a, is that like a cultural thing? Like from from the standpoint of like being good caretakers with little filipino people maybe i guess so i mean i i think with most asians uh i mean i guess this is like a generalized statement but like most asian groups they're saying like 
medical stuff is always good you know like they see it as a stable career yeah like they're mm-hmm. just like doctor sure nurse sure because uh, you know always yeah. going to need engineers and doctors yeah, you always you always need someone to fucking take care of the sick so yeah so like there's no time in history where you won't be be able to get a job yeah if you exactly. have if you have an rn you can get a job pretty much wherever you eventually anywhere eventually you'll find a job i'm sure if you have mm-hmm. your rn uh, yeah it goes back to that common theme that we talk about which is like you're the, the people that moved here risked a lot to get here. And so, like, the expectations for their kids are high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But did you guys feel that way, too? Because I feel like your parents I still are feel, supportive. I still feel that way all the time. Because, like, right now I'm looking for a job. And I had, for a quick update, I had, like, three interviews this week and a second callback interview for, like, some manufacturing companies. And, like, I, like, need to do well in order to, like, feel like I'm... I'm uh, able to live out here because like otherwise I feel like I'd be disappointing my parents if I'm just like out here like not working and not making Mm -hmm. money you know like then I'd feel like I need to go back home and you know like figure it out Mm -hmm. but like doing that with my parents even though they are supportive I feel a lot of pressure to do well so even if it's not like to make a lot of money it's like I need to I need to figure out whatever I'm doing and do it well Mm -hmm. yeah I'm like third gen technically mm-hmm. okay. um but i moved here i was born and raised in japan and moved here when i was in third grade but my parents had like a lot of kids right i'm like one of six. Oh. and so i don't think i got that same level of pressure in mm-hmm. terms of like the expectation wise it was mm-hmm. but i was on my own mm-hmm. right depending on like what i wanted to do yeah and so i think i put the pressure on myself yeah I, I I could 100% agree with that. I don't think my parents put any pressure on me. I think I put all the pressure in my head because I'm just like, I need to succeed because I'm the son that, like, I'm the one that's, like, not w- with my family right now. You know, I'm the one that's, like, not living in Modesto. So I feel like if I'm out here, I need to make make sure I, like, earn it, you know? Yeah, so like It's the, like, risk first reward thing. Yeah. Right? And, like, when you move down here and you're, like, moving away from your family. Like, I moved away from my family when I moved here from Sacramento, and Trey mm-hmm. moved away from his family when he moved here from Modesto. Like, you don't... You want to have something to show for it, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm sacrificing all this family time that I could be around my nephews and nieces growing up. And if you are if you fail, right, and you don't have anything to show for it, then it's just like, what, why the fuck did you move then? Yeah. Right? And so, like, that is the pressure that I think both of us put on ourselves, which yeah. is, like... You know, you want to make it worth it, right? Mm-hmm. And the only way that I know how to make it worth it is to be mm-hmm. successful. Yeah, I feel like Caitlin doesn't doesn't really feel this way because you're an RN, and I feel like there's like a a built ring of success around of that around like RNs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, and like in terms of stability, because because we don't have medical job titles, so I don't know if that's a fair I don't know if that's a fair uh, assessment. Okay, but uh, maybe it is. But I, I'm I'm, I don't I'm, I'm not I'm that. not in yeah. the medical field. Do you feel like you made it? Um, in terms of like RN, or do you feel like like after you get out of this contract, do you feel like you'll have a lot more freedom with? Well, because I mean, like you could work as an RN for the rest of your life, right? Okay. And be and be happy and successful and and stay very stable. I do feel that way, but I think because nurses make less in Southern California, mm-hmm. my parents might see that as me going backwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I don't know if that's what mm-hmm. they truly would think, but I I have an idea that they they've been raising me with the idea that I need to be successful and make money and, and marry it. someone that has money <clears throat> and just have a lot of money basically mm-hmm. so that you can provide or you can be comfortable because they yeah. don't want me to to struggle yeah. or go through the struggles that they went through before getting into their stable jobs mm-hmm. where, where do you fall in the in that mentality of like the accumulation of a uh, of wealth in order to equate happiness well, I feel like you don't need to make or have a lot of money to be happy, but I don't know. Like, I feel because my parents have instilled in me that you need to have be enough money to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like I just need to have, I need to be loaded yeah. <laughs> at some point <laughs> in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you need to be really comfortable where you can, like, yeah. retire, you know, for two decades, mm-hmm. you know, for over two or three decades and just do whatever you want for a long time they want to make sure that you have like money for generations and shit yeah Yeah. what's interesting though is when i think back to it i was just talking to a coworker about this the other day um he was telling me that i shouldn't stress so hard about how much i'm putting into a 401k or how much i'm saving or how much i need to work to pay off this loan or whatever because if you think about to when my parents were 20 
26, 25, 26, at my age, they were nowhere where I am now. Yeah. And he was just trying to like support me in that fact and just say like, you need to enjoy what you have now because you've, you've already succeeded so much, mm-hmm. which I never really saw it that way. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. like the strict Asian household, it's kind of like I have to keep going. Like there's, there's always something, right? There's, there's always, always something. something that you gotta attain. That's a good. That's a good mentality to have because sometimes I think me and Tran think the opposite. We're like, yo, we need to pull it in. Yo, we need to pull. We're, we're enjoying too much. We gotta. We gotta pull it in. We gotta save yeah. more. Yeah, we gotta we pay off that. our loans a little faster. Yeah, we gotta, dude, I do that. It's like the that. opposite, right? But I think it's a good mentality to have, which is you need to enjoy life at the stage that you're at. Period. Yeah. Right. Whether you're making a lot of money or not. Whether you have a lot of loans or not, which a lot of people our age have a lot of loans, right? Mm-hmm. Just a matter of fact. But like, figure out ways to enjoy life where you're at because, yeah. you know, life is finite, right? So yeah. it's, you're, you're not going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. So you might as well, what is it? YOLO? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or yo don't. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, oh, only die once. Oh, that's oh, dark. That got dark. Um, but yeah, I think that's just, I think, you know, me and Tran really enjoyed having you on. Um, well, thanks for having me. I don't, I don't have a whole lot of other questions to ask. Do you, do you Trent? I don't have any, any other questions to ask. Is, is there anything you... I mean, you know a lot about me already. Is there anything you want to know about plug, us? And our, plug you know? that YouTube one more time if yeah, you want. You oh, know, man. It, well, if you want to subscribe to my channel, it's <laughs> youtube.com slash katiepie. K-A-I-T-E. Pie. <laughs> Sorry. You want to take that one more take? You sounded really unsure. K-A-I-T-I-E. No, it's not. No? Mm-mm. Oh. Kate Pie. Kate, K-A-I-T-E-P-I-E. Oh. Oh, okay. Everyone you, you've been, you've been subscribing to the wrong channel, bro. I know. No. <laughs> she looks just like you. <laughs> looks just like you. Um, but yeah, um, thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks for um, coming. We really enjoyed you know, your insight into trans life as a high school student cool. oh, yeah. as well yeah, as the, the questionable and promiscuous that. parties you used to throw <laughs> um, as well as giving insight into you know life as a nurse and you know life living in Modesto and growing up there mm-hmm. uh, so thanks. Th- thanks for coming on thanks yeah, for having then me we'll be enjoying a couple more glasses of wine after this but uh, quick housekeeping for everyone who is listening would like to say thank you so much for continuing on listening to us um, and all of our episodes and everything that we've been doing I know most of you have followed us on Spotify and have followed us on Apple iTunes uh, or, or Apple Podcasts, but if you guys could please go to our Anchor page, click on Donate and Donate and be a monthly subscriber so every month you can donate to me and Daniel to keep this podcast going where we can bring on more guests, up our production game, and make Trans World the next best podcast in the world. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, thank you, Caitlin, so much for coming on here. Cheers to us. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing about all your future successes. So Can't wait to be back. Yes. Cheers, cheers. Yes, cheers. You can lead us out with some ASMR. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Trans World. Yeah. <laughs>